You know, I'm a coach and I coach a lot of people. And there's very specific things that a lot of people like to work on, and we work on those specific things. But there are also some fairly generic things that we can all work on and we can all improve on that can actually make us better leaders starting today. And a lot of them aren't really rocket science. Hello, I'm Kevin Birchelman, executive coaching consultant, and this is The Brazen Leader, a podcast about leading boldly and without shame. Be brazen doesn't mean being a jerk. It means to be out front make decisions, to take risks, and to be there when you're supposed to be there. It's about making a difference, a real impact in people's lives. So listen up and be brazen. Hello, I'm Kevin Bertelman, and this is the Brazen Leadership Podcast. Today's edition, High Performance Leadership Coaching. (laughs) Kids, don't try this at home. So as I said, I coach a lot of folks, mostly high-performing senior leaders, but sometimes I work with those gearing up for the next big thing. Uh, They're already good. Uh, We just want them to be better. Sort of like the book, Good to Great, except without Jim Collins. And it's not about companies, it's about people. And these people need to be successful for years after publication date. So I'm frequently asked then what advice I would give someone aiming for more responsibilities maybe more authority, larger scope of leadership. So there's obviously specifics, and that would depend on the individual, but kind of in a broad scope, it's actually fairly simple. I tell them to do these four things. Number one, make bad decisions. Well, that got your attention, didn't it? I don't mean intentionally make idiot moves just because you're an idiot. Uh, For your organization, that's not very helpful. What I mean is this. About 25 years ago, a really smart two-star general by the name of Lawrence Bosey told me shirt and why he called me shirt is another episode. Not going to get into it today, but he said, shirt, if 25% of your decisions are not wrong, you simply aren't making enough decisions. Now we can argue that the number is wrong. Maybe it's too high. Maybe it's not 25%. Maybe it's 15 or it's too low. Maybe it's not 25. Maybe it's 30, but the concept is sound. If we in leadership are regularly and promptly making the decisions that we should, we'll be doing so with, obviously, less than complete information. Because of that, I mean, just pure statistics, we'll undoubtedly screw up one every now and then. Now, not the end of the world. We learn from it. We make another decision with your new information, and we move on. But you got to be making decisions, lots of them, and some of those will be bad. Number two. We have to take responsibilities, personal responsibility, for others' hard decisions. No, I'm not, taking, I'm not talking about taking someone else's credit. I'm simply saying, be in charge. Be the leader your people want you to be. If you are forever dodging bullets or thinking that you're dodging bullets by telling your staff, you know, sorry, that's just what I was told, uh, or not my idea, Gail said we had to do it this way. Or similar efforts to distance yourself from unpalatable decisions, you are sabotaging your future success. You see, you're thinking if you blame all the ugly stuff on your boss or some general office wonk, that your staff will think, hey, you're the good guy. You wouldn't do such a bonehead thing. Only you do the right things people would like. Everybody else is an idiot. Well, newsflash, hero. They're learning all right, but not what you think. 
What they are learning clearly is that should they ever need a decision maker, if they ever need someone to go to with authority and credibility, you aren't it. After all, every material decision made in recent times that's impacted them, you've attributed some other ne'er-do-well manager, not you. So you simply aren't the one if I'm looking for a decision maker, dude. Number three, my favorite, exceed your authority. Yeah, <laughs> their bosses don't like it much when I toss this one around, but I still do, and it's very true. You never know the limits of your authority until you actually exceed them. And we usually want these folks, by the way, to spread their wings and assume responsibility. Remember, when we're talking about people learning these sorts of skills, we're talking about well-intentioned up-and-comers. Um, mistakes they make seldom need a fire extinguisher. And when they occasionally do go really too far, you can just slap them around a bit and make them get back in line. No harm, no foul. But they need to exceed their authority. At times, you need to exceed your authority for you to understand exactly where your authority ends. At number four, and I saved this one for last, I got to tell you, it's the most important thing. I can't tell you how many people that I've taught this at a senior most level. If I could ever give those senior most leaders a single simple piece of advice, it would be get better at saying you're sorry. So like number one above, if you're good, you're going to make the occasional error. It's human, really. Your staff already knows you made an error. They know you screwed up. They just don't know if you're going to own up to it or not. Apologize and watch your credibility soar. A lot of people think that their credibility takes a hit when they admit they're wrong. I got to tell you, it is just the opposite. So here, let me give you a how-to guide, complete with language. Get ready. Write this down. I want you to follow this process step by step. For starters, you need to say, I screwed up. I'm sorry. And that's it. Shut up after that and accept any, likely none, commentary that you've got coming. And please, for the love of all that's holy, don't add some stupid qualification like, I'm sorry, but if I'd only known that Ron was going to be there, or I messed up, if John had just come to me first, uh, some other silliness that tries to imply that you did nothing wrong, your staff sees right through it. Don't try it. It's a waste of breath. Apologize and do so sincerely. It neutralizes your detractors and it bolsters your personal credibility with those that matter. Those that don't matter, what the hell do you care what they think anyway? So four steps, gave you four steps. It's all it takes to potentially move someone to a higher level of performance. Well, I guess, well, that plus that pesky stuff we call courage. And we'll talk more on that in a later episode. Thanks for listening to this week's Brazen Leader. Make sure to visit brazenleader.com where you can read the blog and subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a brazen episode. While you're at it, feel free to give me a super duper rating on whatever podcast service you're using. And of course, let your friends know about the show. Finally, if you'd like to comment or contact, you can email me at kevinb at trianglerperformance.com. I'm Kevin Virtualman. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode and be brazen.